0: Hello, everyone. Mike and Jody Cleveland with you today. We're going to talk about New Covenant living. And Jody, as we think about New Covenant living, we have an interesting passage before us, which is Hebrews 6. And to set the background for that, the Hebrews were being tempted to return to Judaism. And the reason is because of persecution. Uh, They were being persecuted for their faith in Christ. Uh, just as Paul was, just as Jesus was, mm-hmm. to and so they were tempted to return. Um, this is a actual an, a temptation for us today, maybe not to return to Judaism, mm-hmm. but what things can you think of as far as we might be tempted to return to?
1: Well, any list of rules for ourselves, right? Um, like, I must read my Bible X hours a day. I must get up at 4 a.m. to pray every morning for at least an hour but probably longer, you know, these types of rigid rules that we feel like, oh, if we do this, then God will be pleased with us. Yeah. That's very similar to Judaism.
0: That's a very good point. Um, Think about all through history, everybody who's been tempted to return, you know, you look at, for example, the Israelites, when they were rescued from slavery in Egypt and they got out in the wilderness and they had only manna and they were complaining about it and they were tempted to go back to Egypt. To, at least they had leeks and onions and veggies and, you know, things <laughs> like that. That's what leeks that. and onions are. Huh?
1: That's what leeks and onions are. All yeah, right, lots of
0: veggies. veggies. Yeah. Um, not to mention yeah. that it's a smelting pot, that it's a fiery furnace, that it's slavery. Right. But they were tempted to return. Well, who else can you think of that was tempted to return in, in the scriptures?
1: Right, right. Um, there was Demas who loved money right? These types of things that appeal to the flesh, right? That variety, that flavor. Leeks and onions are delicious, right? Um, So we think about that and we're like, oh yeah, I'd like to have some of that again. Or I'd like to... Um, you know, oh, money is really, I, I enjoy that. It helps it lets me provide for my family really mm. well. And maybe I like to do things with it. Do you know what I mean? And so there's anything that appeals to the flesh is going to grab at us. Right. And, yeah. and our flesh is going to be like, Ooh, that looks good.
0: Right. You know, it's, I think of lot's wife, you know, it was tempted to return, Uh, to Sodom and Gomorrah after she had been rescued from it.
1: Yeah, brimstone Um, (laughs) falling down, and the woman turns around. What?
0: Looks longingly back at Sodom and Gomorrah and wants to go back. Now, it's a very common thing, and especially for New Covenant believers who must live by faith and not by sight. That's true. And, And this is very difficult. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I believe the Hebrews were being tempted to return to Judaism. Um, it, it, this living by faith requires you to face obstacles. with, You can't see any, any help. Um, you have the living God who is a spirit and can't be seen visibly. You have the spirit of God. You have other believers. But the point is, living by faith is not like living by sight.
1: So true. And when we are tempted not just um or persecuted i would say from within uh by our own cravings of our flesh or without um by other people who might be mocking us or saying um that's not going to work or giving you all the reasons why you need to do something else um it's hard yeah it's a very very challenging. And this is why we have to be rooted and grounded in the gospel. Why we have to take our stand in it, because if we don't, we will not be able to live out the new covenant life.
0: That's right. Well, let's read then, uh, the writer to the Hebrews reads, uh, writes mm-hmm. in Hebrews six and we'll start with verse four. Okay. It is impossible for those who've once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. So let's dispel a a rumor, a misnomer right now, which is man, I just sinned this morning, does that mean then that I have fallen away and now I cannot be brought back to repentance? And let me say, first of all, if you're even wondering that right now, I can tell you that this is not you. Because if you had determined to go back to something, to live and die in it, you would not even be questioning whether this would be you. So let's just dispel that. It's not referring to stumbling into sin.
1: Right. Or even willful sin. Um, right. right? Uh, sometimes we're like, oh no, I knew it was wrong and I did it anyway. Right. And so I willfully sinned and therefore I cannot be forgiven. I've lost my salvation. I need to be saved again. Right. And this is not... This is not Not a truth.
0: Sin easily besets all of us. It does. Every single one. What we're talking about here is those people who purposefully are are choosing or being tempted to go back to Judaism, to put themselves under the law, as you described earlier, this list of rules. That's going to save me. Right. and so I'm going back to the religion of sacrifices back to the religion of law keeping and trying to earn my way into God's favor right. I'm I'm doing good I'm trying to obey and maybe God will accept me
1: I'm rejecting the sacrifice that's I'm rejecting you, that's the cross right. and yes. if you reject the cross Well, you're in a world of hurt.
0: There is no other means. There is no other name by which we may be saved. This is the the reality of the new covenant that only in Jesus Christ, the reason there's no sacrifice left for sin is because Jesus once for all sacrificed himself and therefore purchased eternal redemption for us. If you turn away from that, There is no more sacrifice because all of those physical sacrifices pointed forward to the once for all completed sacrifice where Jesus offered himself on the cross and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Right. That's our completed salvation. And if you turn away from that message to go to anything else, there's no sacrifice left for you. Now, you're still a sinner but just there's no sacrifice. You'll have to pay yourself mm, for your sins.
1: Right. There's no eternal life in keeping the law. There is no uh, right. Uh, atonement, right? There yeah. was a temporary covering to point forward to the sacrifice, the once for all. Right. that so Christ did.
0: Remember, we're talking about someone, people here who are crucifying the son of God publicly. So they've they have somehow made a public statement or declaration or with their life, their lifestyle. They've said, I do not want to be saved by the sacrifice of Christ. I want to do it myself. I want to earn my own way. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't
0: want grace. I want merit. Mm -hmm. I want to merit my own way. So they're publicly in essence, disgracing Christ. They renouncing. Are, yes. I mean that's, that's right. what They're to renouncing. go
1: back to Judaism, you would have to re- renounce Christianity. Right. So that is what we're talking about here.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So Jody in the next verse, the writer to the Hebrews gives the solution that will keep us from returning. Okay. In chapter 6 and verse 7. Do you want to read that?
1: Okay. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God.
0: Okay, how do you receive the blessing of God?
1: Um, You receive the gospel.
0: That's right. (laughs) Now this is the writer to the Hebrews way of showing the sacrifice of Christ. He's using a farming analogy. So nice. Talking about the land And there are two kinds of lands. So the first land in verse 7 is land that is drinking in the rain. Mm -hmm. In verse 8, listen to this. But land that produces thorns and thistles Mm. is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. So two different types of soil here. Notice in verse 7, the land is drinking in the rain, and that is what enables it to be productive, to produce a crop. But in verse 8, it says nothing about drinking in any rain. No. It's just dry, brittle. It has not received what's needed in order to produce fruit, and so it's just worthless.
1: Thorns and thistles, and worthless, and cursed right? Yep.
0: So think about now, this is just an illustration. So applying that to our new covenant living. Okay. As you said, this drinking in the rain Mm. is a continual receiving of the, the results of the gospel. Yes. It's coming to the cross mouth wide open, yes. looking up and seeing the suffering Savior,
1: mm-hmm.
0: seeing the lamb that's bleeding for my sins, right. seeing the Son of God treated as the worst sinner ever, and seeing that there's a great exchange being made where He has become my sin, taken on Himself my guilt, where I'm receiving the righteousness of Christ yes. as a robe to cover me, I'm receiving the spirit of God to live inside of me mm-hmm. and so what's what am I doing? I'm drinking in spiritual rain, yes so that every day I'm refreshed again right I'm continually being uh, experiencing the power of forgiveness right. And new life. Right. All by focusing on the cross. This is how we live under the new covenant. Absolutely. drink in the rain of the gospel.
1: Right. When we remember, when we remember that Christ died for our sins. Yeah. Right. That he has washed them all the way past, present, and future. They were all future when Jesus died on the cross. So they have been all taken care of in Jesus. Then when I sin today, and we all know I will, but when i do it there's no condemnation for me only the holy spirit guiding me away from that oh we got off mark there come back to the cross come back to jesus follow him right and then i turn away from ungodliness i turn away from whatever sin i'm committing and i turn back to christ and i remember that's right. I'm cleansed. I'm just j- justified. I've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus because He died for me, and He rose again for me. And you can't take that away from me. That will never change. Jesus is not someone who it's the hokey pokey. Oh, you're forgiven. No, no you're not. Oh, you're forgiven. No, you're not. Stop kidding. You know. <laughs> No. No, JK. No, just kidding with Jesus. It is a solid once for all done and finished. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah is right. And this is how you drink.
1: This is how you drink. Friends, drink.
0: Right? Drink up. And I I think just now of Isaiah 55, come all you who are thirsty. Yes. Come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? And here's how you buy it. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Jody, as you come to the cross, you can listen. You can. You're listening to your own forgiveness being proclaimed over you. You're listening to all of paradise being open to you. You're listening to family love being spread ab- abroad. In your heart, you're you're yes. listening and you're watching, you're seeing, and yes. what you're doing is just drinking it in, right. refreshing your soul and your heart once again, mm-hmm. and satisfying yourself at the cross of Christ. Amen. As you do that, you produce fruit. Do. It's a miracle. It's amazing. You're actually producing fruit by drinking in gospel rain. Mm-hmm. That way, you don't turn your back on new covenant living, on living by faith. Do. You don't want to go back to something that's easier, some rules and laws a merit-based system right
1: something you you can see
0: that's right you want to stay far away from that you do because you understand that back there while it may seem comfortable to the flesh you're actually uh, turning away from the only sacrifice there is right and that's the problem you can't turn away from the sacrifice and so in hebrews chapter 6 the writer then says Uh, to the Hebrews in verse nine, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. And so what he's talking about is salvation through the cross of Christ is accompanied by persevering uh, spiritual determination to continue on walking by faith. Continue on living by the power of the Spirit,
1: and I want to just be clear here that this is—we are not talking about having um, no doubts. We are not talking right. about not faltering, right. not not any of that type of approach, um, but rather a um, humble dependence, yes. uh, a resting in the finished work of Christ. Yes, you will persevere because Christ will keep you.
0: Right. Right? You know, one of the things that tempts people to go back is in verse 10. Okay. You want to read verse 10?
1: Okay. It says, let me, um, here we go. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them.
0: What is he addressing here that might tempt people to go back to Judaism?
1: Um... I'm sorry, um, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm reading it. So reading.
0: oftentimes in of Christian ministry, when you're helping other people, okay. you're tempted to think that God is not seeing the work you're doing. Nobody appreciates at all the, what you're doing.
1: Sure, okay, right? you're, I'm you're, tracking with you.
0: Yeah, you're, you're just um, slaving away out there. You're helping people, you're continuing to help them, but you're forgotten. In the midst of your ministry, you have been forgotten. Mm -mm. And it's just you out there working and nobody sees and nobody appreciates. Right. And Paul, sorry, the writer to the Hebrews (laughs) corrects that, doesn't he? He does. He's saying it would be unjust of God for him to forget you while you minister. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him by ministering to people. He's not going to forget that. Mm -hmm. God is not unjust. And so you are not left to yourself. You're not alone in your ministry. Remember this, that the God who sees all things and the God who loved you and sent his son for you is the God who sees you now and commits himself to you and promises to reward you.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah amen well and i think um you know it's kind of like having an elijah moment right where uh we he he was working and uh he had this great victory um and god accepted the sacrifice and everything but then um jezebel was running after him to kill him right and he ran away out into the desert and he was like i'm all done i want to die Mm -hmm. and and God, yeah, I'm all alone. There's nobody else. I'm, right. I'm the only one. And God's like, really? Because like I have seven thousand more who haven't bowed the knee. So don't think that's all alone, do you? Right. And but you know, it's not in a mean way. God did not. God did not forget the work that Elijah had done. Right. And um and he continued. He gave him more to do, um to pass on the mantle to Elijah. But right. We're not alone. Even when we feel like it in ministry, we are not. There are many, many, many uh, brothers and sisters around the world. Many of them are praying for you yeah. today. Yes. You in your work. And you don't know it because you can't see it. Right. But this is walking by faith, right? We believe. That God is for us and that he has brothers and sisters who care about us. We're being lifted up before the throne. God is not going to forget what we've done.
0: Exactly. He's so
1: good to us.
0: Amen. He closes this uh, particular section with an admonition in verse 11. But we want to see not only the admonition, but how it's cross-focused. Okay. So let's read verse 11. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that you what you hope for may be fully realized. Continue in faith, believing to the very end. Continue in your ministry. Don't give up and get discouraged and quit. Continue in your ministry to the end. Maybe God would have it, the ministry change in some way, but the point is don't lose the hope don't give up and surrender and give in. Now let's look at it from a cross focused perspective, Judy. Right?
1: right how right. can we do that? Jesus to the very end. He loved us to the very end. To the very end. To death and back. That's how much he loved us. And he finished the work. He cried out in a loud voice, it is finished. And who are we to say? Um no. <laughs> That would just be ridiculous. Why why would we turn away from this beautiful sacrifice? Why would we um not follow him all the way to the end? He went all the way to the end for us.
0: Yeah, to the end. When when he was on the cross, he cried out, "It is finished." It was the end. The end of our sin, the end of our guilt, the end of our striving to be right with God, Mm -hmm. the end of the law's curse over us, the end of hell for us. It was the end. He kept going to the end. And if you read John chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to To the the end." end.
1: Yes, I love
0: that. And as you look at the cross, you see someone who has come to the end of his life. The end of his blood being poured out, the end of the Holy Spirit's work in that body. Mm. And he persisted all that way, loving us to the end. Mm. We were on his heart. We were in his mind. Yes. You Christian worker out there were in the heart of Jesus as he went to the end. It says so in John 13, 1. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Mm. He's loving you to death. Yes. And shedding blood for you. Yes. And this is what you are to emulate. Keep going. Right. Be and encouraged.
1: Then, and as we look to the cross, we will.
0: Yeah. That
1: is what, we, that's what we're told in Hebrews 12, right? Consider him who endured such suffering, right? Consider him so you don't go weary in doing what is right. Consider what? Consider his death on the cross. Mm-hmm. Consider. Think about that. Hold that in your heart hold that in your mind because as we do as we do we keep going yeah you know how yeah. many movies are made where you know the the hero he just like should be wiped out but but somehow he musters up the last little mm. bit right because he's inspired right there's a love there's a passion there's something that pushes him onward right and for us that's Christ that's Christ and his death on the cross
0: yeah. Uh, It's the power of love. Love (laughs) continues to strengthen you. It will strengthen you today if you will just stop Mm -hmm. and look up at the cross, like Jody said. You know, we watched a movie the other night called You Get Me. And there was a young boy there who was in love with this young girl. And he made this statement. That's the thing about love. It changes you. Mm -hmm. It makes you do things you never thought you'd do. We might put that in our words today. It strengthens you to continue to the end. Mm. The power of love. And this is where you find love, at the cross of Christ. In fact, we wouldn't even know what love is, right? This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for his friends. Yes. And we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And so, remember, every admonition in Scripture is always accompanied by a look at the cross. Yes. So that we receive the good news, we drink in the gospel rain. Yes. And as we drink it in, oh my, we are energized and we are uh, empowered to continue on and produce fruit in the kingdom of God. Yes. Oh, but for one look at Christ's cross mm. and the love pours in again, wave after wave, and we drink of the gospel rain and we continue. Amen. Thank you for talking about Hebrews 6 with me, Jody. Any final thoughts?
1: Oh, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for the sufficiency of the sacrifice. I'm so thankful that we can look to Jesus and walk by faith. We can believe in the resurrection today and not lose heart, right?
0: Amen.